the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support The Green Room today. And now, live from Finisher's Pub in Hellertown, Pennsylvania, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio from Finisher's Pub in Hellertown, Pennsylvania. I'm here hanging out with my main man, Zach Maslania. Zach is the uh, owner and proprietor of Finisher's Pub, if you will. I had to explain to everyone uh, on the West Coast that Finisher's Pub is not, in fact, an actual bar in Hellertown, <laughs> although it could probably pass for one. Uh, in fact, no, it's, uh, it's my buddy Zach. It's his house, and we call it Finisher's. Zach, why do we call it Finisher's Pub? Uh, pretty much because uh, Starters down the street is kind of like um, kind of like a queer bar. I don't like going there. <laughs> I mean, it's all right, but that's know, fine. Yeah, there's a lot of dudes in there, and uh, right. Basically, it's a bar in Bethlehem that tries to make like it's a legit dance club. They have a VIP area. Trust me, there's if you're getting bottle service in Lehigh Valley, you you, you don't need to spend your money that yeah, way. They're they're buying bottles of Patron in there. Dudes are wearing sunglasses indoors and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not what I'm about, but so we invented my house. We just call that finishers because anything goes at finishers, you know? Right. Anything does goes at. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. I've had a couple drinks, all right? Um, Sean, I uh, made it here during your intro. Just thought I'd say what's up. Oh, hey, what's up, Logan? Uh, thanks for getting in on the show. We had uh, Zach do the intro. You weren't there uh, from the start, but it's all right. And, yeah, if uh, people want to call, you can just add them into the conference, and we'll, we'll throw them on the line. I'm here uh, back home, hanging in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, hanging out with my with my uh, old cronies. And yeah, you can get the show number. You anyone can get the show number. They can call in three two three two zero three zero eight one five three two three two zero three zero eight one five, and that's a legal Zoom self help hotline. Uh, log on to thelegalzoom.com. Make sure you enter the referral code green to get the legal Zoom green room discount. Yo, Logan. So what yeah, up? Zach's here. We're and uh, earlier in the day. I uh, I was hanging out with Zach and I went to Zach's I went to Zach's uh, softball game and uh, you know I was just going there as a guy who's supposed to hang out and just watch the game ends up there were a man short so of course they called me into play and uh, I think my dad's trying to call in the show so if you see the seven three zero three two two four number uh, add that into the show anyway so uh, Zach was a uh, they were one guy short playing softball, so I'm like, all right, I'm a natural athlete. I'll, I'll join in the softball team. And uh, I filled in a catcher. You know, uh, no no big plays on defense. I played two innings. I had one at bat. I uh, fouled off. How did I do at that at bat? It's funny you ask, Zach. It's, it reminded me of my career at Northeast Little League where, uh, <laughs> you, know, you, at, you know, your parents paid the check for Northeast Little League. You're guaranteed two innings and one at bat. Granted, the two innings are going to be in right field. Um Yes, and uh, they would always used to start me off as a leadoff hitter, not because of great uh, skill or speed or anything. It was just because, all right, let's get this guy's guaranteed at-bat out of the way. So I had a similar experience filling in for Zach's softball team. Uh, I I tried to, you know, have a great at-bat. Uh, didn't really work. I fouled the ball off. It went about three feet. The catcher picked it up, 
throw it down to first base, and then threw it over to second for a double play that ended any sort of scoring momentum. Zach, were you disappointed? How'd the guys... Uh, you know, it, it looked pretty good, to tell you the truth. I mean, you hit it down against the plate, and the uh, um didn't call it, so you tried running it out, not in cleats, but um, you grounded into a double play. <laughs> after that, the, the extremist, who's my coach, uh, he actually pulled you out of the game after that. Yeah. Another guy showed up, but I mean... Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously I wasn't first string. I didn't expect to be first string. The, the guy, that Zach's captain of the softball team, takes it insanely serious, like batting gloves in both hands, wrist guard, <laughs> because I guess, uh, what, you're playing softball and your hands are going to sweat too much, the bat's going to fly out. The bat actually <laughs> did fly out of the guy's hand, but uh, that's because he was challenging a call, and he didn't like the call. So he, this is a you know a laid-back recreational softball league where guys are smoking butts, <laughs> you know, on the sideline. He takes an aluminum bat and just whips it 40 yards. Meanwhile, like eight you know eight-year-old kids are walking around. He could, could have murdered someone, uh, but he you know he decided he had a vent against these softball refs. I also noticed I was playing catcher, and I noticed the softball refs, besides the guys that take it really serious, which is funny, but the softball refs take it actually much more serious. And the guy uh, had socks pulled all the way up, the stirrup socks, and it had the ASA logo on it, which if you guys don't know is the American Softball Association. So the guy was wearing officially licensed umpire socks to a game. Hey, some of these guys, some of these guys really take it seriously. I mean, I know, uh, didn't, um, one of our friends actually looked up because he was thinking about moving. Uh, he looked up to see if they had any softball leagues like out in California, but they don't. So it's like a our area thing. These dudes just get drunk and go play softball. Right. It's a, a Lehigh Valley tradition. Yeah, it was our buddy Carl from back home or from here, from Bethlehem. He uh, he, he was looking to maybe, maybe he's going to chase a dream. Maybe he's going to go out there and see what the world has to offer Carl. But he, he he did some Google, and he was like, all right, if I'm going to uproot everything and lay down new roots, i got to see what kind of opportunities present. Oh, no uh, beer league softball? Sorry. Sorry, not in my country. This is not what I want to be a part of. My dad keeps calling my cell phone. I think he has to realize the call in the uh, call-in number. Oh, uh, Mr. Green. <laughs> all right. Well, um, how are you, you doing, Logan? Is the uh, audio coming in okay? Yeah, it sounds great. All right. Oh, I can hear okay. my own voice echoing, though. Okay, yeah, that's probably a little bit of, of feedback coming uh, back through the thing. Yo, I right. love Logan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Logan, uh, we were talking earlier about that uh, that Logan Spider-Man clip where we we interview the Spider-Man on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. And if you're not familiar with Hollywood Boulevard, uh, it used to be, besides uh, being kind of a vagrant hideout, basically what happened was homeless guys used to dress up in costume and pose as different Hollywood characters and then essentially like, oh, hey, give me money, give me money, give me money. And so I decided to take my camera around and, uh, you know, try to uh, try to talk to some of those guys. So here's a little bit uh, from that. I actually interviewed Spider-Man, who turned out to be... Uh, with Spider-Man. Spider-Man, how you doing today? I'm fine. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> now, now um, Spider-Man, uh, how'd you get this job? Uh, I know they, one of my friends told me about this job. And to my costume, the Spider-Man. Do you enjoy doing the Spider-Man? Yes, I, I like it. The kids like it. Everybody like it. <laughs> Any picture? Um, I post for TV. I explain to the, the people coming here and explain. Sometimes I explain to the people that come in here. <laughs> I receive tips sometimes now. 
What's your favorite part of the job? Um, I think he's, got, he's got to be an illegal immigrant. I well, we're going to go out on a ledge and guess that the guy, hopefully no one's given a green card to the guy, oh, yeah, I'm here <laughs> on legitimate American business to pose as Spider-Man. Yeah, let's but, see his papers. Okay, we'll play the end here where... Uh, Okay, all right. This, my dad finally got a hold of the program. All right, Dad, what's going on? Hey, hey, Mr. Green, how's it going? <laughs> now, Dad, where are you calling from? You're talking to both of us. That's crazy, dude. I have a question and a comment. Sure, real quick. Turn down your radio first off. Hold on. I'll move out of the area. All right. Question and a comment, Dad. Well, hurry up. we got a lot of show to get to. Okay. Uh, no, I don't know. I can't. Yo, Zach, how are you, man? Good. How are you doing, Mr. Green? Good. Now, my comment was our tea time Monday is 1030. And then my question is, I'm in the hotel in Albuquerque, Marriott, and I'm like, Standing over by the bathroom, going through my laptop. Do I really have to turn my radio down? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, Dad, we're playing no. golf Monday at 10:30. So to confirm the tee time, I don't know if you need to really call into the show for that. And uh, yeah, if, you're, if you have your laptop in the bathroom, I don't know. That might make the call worse. So yeah, I appreciate no, I appreciate well, you calling in, Dad. Like 10 feet from me. I don't really get this uh, turning it down. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, as long as you're not re near the radio, it's fine. All right. Uh, <laughs> all, right. all right, Dad. Well, all right. I'm going to let you go, Dad. All right. Take care. Later, Dad. <laughs> right. Oh. All right. Well, we're still going here in the green room. It appears that we've lost Sean for a little oh, bit. Uh, oh, Logan, back. we're back. Yeah, we're back. Okay, sorry. Yeah, we uh, lost connection there for a second. I heard you covering though, Logan. Nice work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you once when I you, realized what you, was going on. Well, when you hang up, I, you got to make sure when you hang up on the caller, you don't hang up on my conversation as well. Oh, I'm actually Skype. not operating the computer. Oh, okay. Well, then we can yell at Ronan later, but that's a little that's a little inside nah, Ronan, baseball on the LA Talk Radio. Ronan studio. did a good job. So we'll he was finish. like he was giving me the hand gestures, like stretch it, stretch it. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, n nice work then, Ronan. We're, we'll finish up this uh, Spider-Man clip where I'm interviewing Spider-Man, talking about the green room and Logan. With Spider-Man. Spider-Man, enjoy doing this. What about my talk show? My talk show. Uh, this is uh, where I ask. Oh, what's, this, oh, what's your favorite part about my show? Making up something. Oh, Sean, it is really cutting in and out. Are you trying so to play what's video your and favorite part about my talk show? My is this, uh, you getting it all right now, Logan? Yeah, I think when you try to talk over it, it it really is jarring. Okay, well I'll just up. let this la let's let this uh, last clip go over then. Say, uh, what's my favorite part of the talk show? And then you say Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. So, now what's your fa What's your favorite part about my talk show, The Green Room? Logan. You're a big Logan fan? Yeah. Now, what do you like so much about Logan? Uh, a lot of things he do, <laughs> crazy things, a lot of fun. 
He's a fun guy, right? Yes, he is. It is. What about Casey? Nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No Casey. Okay. No, I don't like him. <laughs> so that was me. That was a uh, classic green room moment in that, you know, I, I kind of, you know, got him to admit to being a huge Logan fan, but aren't we all Logan? And uh, so everything's all right over there. And Logan, I'd like to bring on uh, one of my buddies on the show that's here hanging out. I'd like to first bring on my buddy, uh, Joe. Make Joe. sure the uh, mic's turned on. You can just sit in there. Welcome to the Hello. show, Joe. Joe, uh, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks, man. I've been uh, friends with Joe since uh, way back in high school, I guess. I, fr- I guess we first became friends in uh, like eighth, ninth grade. That sounds about right. I think I think uh, ninth grade. Uh, this is, can I bring up my little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make sure you're on the mic and little spiel here. Sure. Yeah. Joe has um, some uh, uh, piece of business he wants to take care of. On the all right, all right, yeah. The, the first thing I, I remember, Sean, really is um, ninth grade South Park first came out. I yep, remember, and there were really only three kids I knew that watched that very first episode. You, me, and who's that fat? Was Steve it Steve? Datcherson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't use last names, but Steve Datcherson. <laughs> fat fat was, Datch? <laughs> yes, Fat Datch, as he was like to be called. Well, no, he didn't like to be called that at all, as we like to call him. I still remember when he quit freshman football. I go up to Coach. I go, hey, Coach, has uh, anyone seen Fat Datch? Yeah, he quit football. He's at home letting bonbons melt on his bitch tits. <laughs> Take a lap, kid. It's like, wait, why do I have to run? <laughs> Fat Datch was the guy who quit, so yeah. Yeah, so, so it was us three. I remember talking about South Park. It was that, it was that first episode, and then, uh, what was it? The weight gain, 4,000, all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember what I wanted to bring up here was, um, remember that we could pop the keys off of the keyboards? Yes. <laughs> and you and me decided that we okay. were going to steal. All right. Well, just I'll give a, a little background uh, to the audience who doesn't know my business essentials class in ninth grade with Miss Kavalik. We had a typing teacher who had one hand. It, go, going to Freedom High School was a uh, a pretty hilarious experience. We had a driving instructor with literally one leg where uh, he had a fake leg for the other leg. And when he taught you how to drive manual, he'd push his fake leg into the clutch which was kind of a disturbing experience. We also had, I shouldn't have said her last name, but we also had a typing teacher with only one hand who had that small shrinking stub of a hand, which, what? you know, I, I feel I feel bad for the woman. But she Where taught did you grow a typing up? class. And she taught a typing class. Her one hand was masterful. She could, the one hand just mastered the entire keyboard, and the other hand was just pounding away at space bar and return. <laughs> she could type, I shit you not, 45 words a minute. And then... And then if that wasn't enough of a weapon, if you were talking in class, she had no problem, no social like mores, didn't feel weird about coming up and as you were talking, resting her stump hand on your back shoulder like, oh my God, all right, I'll stop talking. And uh, got, and what's up? Oh yeah, she also kept a key ring on her, on her stump hand, which... <laughs> Which was kind of you. You think you would want to try to draw attention away from it, but like a janitor's key set or something. She, yeah, exactly. She had the skeleton key of the janitors. A- anyway, what were you getting into, Joe? About okay, so that class I took with Joe, and we discovered that we could literally pop off the keys yeah. from the the QWERTY keyboard. We could pop the keys off and switch the letters for different letters. So you would hit a K, and oh, oh no, now it's a T, and you know yeah. the. 
but but we came up with a better idea. Instead of switching around, um, we were going to keep it as a souvenir, pop, pop the keys off of our R2 keyboards, and take our names. So oh, later later in the day, they question us, <laughs> but they couldn't put together that that the letters J O E are missing on the one keyboard, and S E A N are missing on the other keyboard. We have so they question everyone in class, and they 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 can't put together that Joe and Sean are missing on the two keyboards. <laughs> So we sneak back in later in the day, put the keys back on, and then everything's just kosher, and we're, and we're good. Yeah, we yeah, we have, like, two of the shortest names in the English dictionary, J-O-E and S-E-A-N. <laughs> they, were not, they were not the sluice we thought they were. There was this uh, one guy, uh, his actual name was Guy. I won't reveal his last name, but obviously a closeted homosexual. And... Um, he was obviously homosexual, and he had. Besides that, besides that being a weird hobby, he had he had this weird hobby of, yes, he he was listed in the Guinness World Record of being the man. He he joined a club, and it was like a, a you know it was like a rod and gun club. But instead of hunting and fishing, these guys would just go to different tracks all across America. And I know what you, tracks. Any kind of paved tracks, they counted it, and for what reason, God knows. They called themselves the group track chasers and that was their whole thing in life was to rack up every paved track every like they even went to like rc tracks that were like remote control car dirt tracks they checked it off on their list there was a commission though there was actually like a commission he showed me a thing there was a commission yeah no there was a governing body this was before most people had websites track chasers had a website and they were uh, getting into it well uh joe now um i've talked about this in my stand-up act a few times so if, if you know, some people might be familiar about this, but Joe is actually a guy I went to a lot of concerts with. Uh, one of which, I, Joe, do you remember what grade this was? I think it was eleventh grade. I think what, it was either tenth or eleventh. It might have even okay. been tenth. I, th- I think it was earlier than that. I think it was tenth grade. Right. Okay. So yeah, well, we'll, we'll say eleventh grade. That makes it seem <laughs> less of a degenerate. Anyway, <laughs> so it was eleventh grade. We decided we were going to go see the band Mo up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, for. And uh, from our place, it's maybe like an hour drive. So we get together, we get someone to score us a case of old Milwaukee. We get, we have a grill. We go, you know, we drive up there. We're we're uh, tailgating Scranton, which is pretty sad when you're just in like a parking garage, you know, trying to have a hibachi grill and and you know getting drunk and messed up or whatever. Then we then the plan was that um, I was uh, supposed to drive there and Joe. He wasn't going to party that much. He was going to be our ride home. Quote, unquote. Obviously, we're not holding the strict standards of uh, being operated a motor vehicle. But So the plan was I was going to drive there, and well, Joe was going to drive back. But, correct, but Joe? There were two cars, too. Well, what that, happened that's was where the problem comes in. we got there to the concert, and we ended up meeting another car of people that were also hanging out at the concert, people we knew from our high school. So we started hanging out with them, and uh, Joe was in our car. You know, we're hanging out, partying. We go into the concert. Everyone has a great time. We come out from the concert, and Joe's not there. This is – well, we had cell phones. We tried a couple times, I think. No, see, I, I think that's the th- – this is why I think it's 10th grade. I'm almost positive. One, because I wasn't arrested yet, so I think that helped out. <laughs> <laughs> Two, because we didn't have cell phones yet. I think it was still when that pager cell phone transaction was just going, because I remember I had a pager in the beginning of high school. Before everyone got those Nokias, remember those Nokias that every single person on Earth had? It was like the first 
yeah, yeah. cell phone in the U.S. And I think that was the underlying problem uh, because it, when I when that? I called home later in the story, yeah, I didn't call home from a cell phone. Okay, all right. So basically, what happens is me and my group of friends we get out of the Mo concert. Joe's not here. We wait ah, five minutes. We should have waited longer. In hindsight, we should have waited 15, 20 minutes. But we're like, all right, everyone's leaving. We got to leave. Your panic set in. So we start driving home. And we're like, we just assumed Joe went home with the other car. We were like, oh, okay, we didn't see Joe. He must have left with the other car because the other car of uh, high schoolers that was with us had left when we got back to our car. So we assumed, like, okay, Joe is just in their car. He's totally fine. We somehow make it back to um, our house, and in fact, Joe wasn't in the other car. Joe, what had happened? No, okay, so so I was trying to probably get um, last minute, you know, high or whatever in, <laughs> inside the show, and I think I wanted to get up close to the stage, so I, I left all the fr- all my friends there. And I remember g- going out to the parking lot, and it was pretty much dead and empty, and I just thought they'd be chilling at the car. And I get to the two spots where they were, and there are no cars there, none at all. I'm like, okay, well maybe they like are you know are fucking with me and um, you know parked somewhere else. <laughs> Joe immediately so, goes, well, just as as being Joe, he immediately thought, oh, okay, they're fucking with us, which yeah. we fucked with him a lot in high school, as we did every one of our friends. <laughs> yeah. So so I start walking around, uh, you know, and, and now you know I'm starting to get worried because I, I I have no way of getting home and I have school. It was a weeknight and we had school the next. Yeah, it was day. like a Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I start walking around, and eventually I realize they're gone. <laughs> they left me. So, again, we, we don't have cell phones yet. I have no cell phone. So it's like, what do I do? Now, Scranton isn't, like, the nicest area if you've been if you've been outside there. It really isn't all that no, nice. especially after dark. Basically, yeah, it's, it's a coal mine that went wrong. And, yeah. you know, they have a city that, oh, sure, they do some industry. The biggest claim to fame is the office is fictionally filmed there. And the office is supposed to be the most dreadful, boring, like, place of a town. So yeah. you can imagine what the reality of Scranton is. Wait, 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 Sean. Didn't you drive home for that concert? Yes. <laughs> well... In hindsight, maybe I was, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say whether or not I was over the limit. Perhaps, uh, perhaps I was, and I, I regret doing that for any young listeners out there, Zach. There's nothing funny about that. Yeah, so, so I don't know where to go because I can't go back in the show because that's all closed up. Yeah, so I'm now over. wandering around Scranton, and thank God. <laughs> There is a police station literally a couple blocks away. So I, I, I find out. Find Rarely do you station. say that when you're 17 yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're high and yeah, drunk. You're, you're Thank God, the police station. You're ripped and drunk, and you're wandering around downtown. But um, so I, I go in the police station, and, you know, I tell them the, the whole story. My friends left me at the concert. They start ripping on my friends, of course. They're like, wow, you're, you know, your friends, <laughs> your friends left Damn you those Scranton police. an hour from home. But uh, so, you know, I call, and I finally, you know, I wake my mom up, and I get a ride home. But, and um, your mom, your mom was. Uh, I'm, I hope I don't speak out of turn, but your mom was not one to put up with nonsense. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, Car- Carmi, yeah, Carmi as she yeah. likes to be called. No nonsense, lady. She didn't want to be. Yeah, she well, didn't want. She didn't want to pick you up from school and you live three no, blocks no, no, away. No. I was gonna say because the next morning, you know, we get home at like four a.m. and she makes me wake up and go to school. She gives me about you know ten minutes, ten minutes late, and uh, I remember it was Mr. Marish's class. Maybe it was eleven. <laughs> 
Yeah, Mr. When Marish. We have Mr. Marish. I think it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it's our. It's our, it's our uh, he's actually. Our he, he's actually dad. a listener of the show. Shout out to Mr. Oh, Marish. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. He, like, what did he? He just looked at me, and then later at the faculty basketball game that, later that week or whatever, he made sure to give me a shout out and you know let everyone at the faculty basketballs <laughs> student faculty basketball game. He goes, make sure Joe Martino gets a ride home. <laughs> Because yes. uh, of that story. Well, but, that same that same student faculty game, I remember. I think it was well, blame Clint again, but um, <laughs> it was the National Honor Society versus the teachers, and I wasn't getting any playing time. You know, obviously I'm not a great athlete, but come on, I got an outside shot. Give me a chance. And instead of asking to be subbed in the game, when our team took the ball down. I, I just walked out onto the floor. Adam oh, Weber passed to me. I was from three-point range, yeah, drained good. a deep three, and just walked back no. to the bench, and they allowed it. No, so. wait. Hold on. There was already <laughs> there was already five people on the court, and they pushed you onto the court from sitting on the bench. <laughs> when they pushed you on, you all of a sudden were in play. They didn't realize the people that were there. They passed you the ball, and then you miraculously hit the shot. Right. Obviously – you know, maybe I, I don't do well with a hand in my face. You know, hey, I'm shooting 40% from the field in my Asian league, but you know, a lot of those shots are wide open, yeah, and it, a lot of the Asians they don't get, they can't get the hand in the face. In that yeah, game, so. I also want to call it BS. Um, I, I stuffed Miss Moranti on a block, and I got called on a foul. Okay. Now, and it's stuff for like Zach Mooney, but. You know. Right. Well, if, for you know, those of you, was, it was clean. For the, the for the few people listening that aren't on from uh, Freedom High School, uh, Joe's alluding to uh, there was a kid in our class in high school. There was there was a, you know, at the time you think super hot gym teacher, but in reality it's just you're 17 and it's a teacher that's mildly attractive and that's willing to talk to students. Uh, long story short, a guy a grade younger than us ends up romancing the gym teacher. They're married. They have a couple kids. It seems like a happy ending, a storybook ending. As far as I know, he was a great volleyball player, ended up marrying the gym teacher. And, uh, well, we're talking gym teachers. I'd like to bring on a uh, actual gym teacher and a, uh, a former confidant. Well, still a confidant. A guy I hung out with in high school. I'd like to welcome onto the program, Steve. Hello, how are you doing? Steve, hey. uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, I, no problem. I Love appreciate it. you. Uh, it's hilarious. All right. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, Steve. We've had a, uh, we've had a uh, man long history. I remember you in uh, eighth grade. Yeah, the clocks, baby, tick together. Yes, exactly. Um, in eighth grade, part of the eighth grade curriculum is that uh, you're assigned a team name and you do all these other eighth grade challenges against homeroom, other teams. Homeroom team. Homeroom yes. Team. For the homeroom, we ended up being uh, Mr. Cunningham was our teacher. We uh, started calling ourselves the Cunningham Clocks. And you know, at eight, when you're eighth grade, when you're 13 years old, the general idea is like, oh, hey, school project. Oh, that's lame. I'm not going to take that seriously. Steve and I and a couple of other guys in the in the Cunningham Clocks decided to take it a total other angle and decided to take it insanely serious <laughs> to the point that we were trying to intimidate other homerooms. We we threw up gang signs like <laughs> CC for Cunningham. Cunningham clocks. Was, was um, this, was this yeah, the we, beginning of the year? Yeah, it, it started off right in the beginning. It All went right. the entire year. The winner went to Dorney Park and got like a pizza party. Okay, well we uh we actually got a uh, caller on the air. Caller, you're well, you're on the air. Welcome Excuse to the green room. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Is this uh Bill? Oh no, who is this? This is Brandon. Turn your radio down. All right, Brandon. Down. Uh, Brandon, turn your radio down. 
<laughs> All right, this is our buddy uh, Brandon from high school yeah. checking in. Turn the radio down. Uh, what's going on, Brandon? Thanks for calling into the show. Not much. I just uh, I just heard the Joe Martino story. I've been uh, laughing here in my living room in New York City for the last ten minutes. That's uh, okay. I, for, I totally forgot about that one. Well, yeah, and, and uh, sorry, go ahead, Brandon. And I, I just I you know now that Steve's in the show, I just wonder if he can talk freely about what he's been doing sexually the last two to three years. It's pretty. <laughs> um, it, it, it could be interesting, or it could be really okay. grotesque. You know I'd like to hear a little bit about that. Okay, well, we appreciate like your call, Brandon, and uh, don't worry, I got that scheduled in, and we'll get to that. Steve doesn't have his headphones on, but uh, don't worry, I'm sure to touch on that. But uh, thanks for your call, Brandon. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. All right. All right, it looks like we're having some more technical difficulties, but no problem, because I'm here. So, uh, so Ronan, how's it going at, here at LA Talk Radio? Are we... Uh, Banging on all cylinders, business good? Yeah, you can say that. We were growing. More and more shows coming up. We're, I think we're almost okay, eight we're, shows uh, a week. We're cut off? Yeah, you yeah. can go. You're back. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'll pick up where <laughs> we left off. Uh, did you get the branding call, right? Yes. Yeah, right okay. after, it seemed so, like right after that ended, uh, you Okay, out. so Brandon called in, and uh, Brandon was actually the guy who went head-to-head with Joe in health class. I know what you think. What? Health trivia? STD trivia? What did they get into? No, actually, in health class, Joe, a much smaller guy, possibly a Napoleon complex, we don't know, he went (laughs) head-to-head with Brandon, a much taller, bigger guy, and uh, we had this Greek health teacher, uh, Mr. Kazakis, who instead of just saying, oh, stop this fight, he looked at them both and goes, all right, we're going to settle this in a wrestling match. He took the entire health class out of where we were supposed to be learning, took us down to the wrestling mats and let them wrestle. Not, not any sort of regulated wrestling match at all. Just let them go at it. Kind of MMA. This is pre-MMA. Yeah, and to the point where Joe, a smaller guy, crawled up on Brandon's back, started choking him out, and then Mr. Kazakis eventually pronounced Joe the winner. Can I, can I quick jump in here? You have to turn the mic on, Joe. Okay. All right. Yeah. Throw your two cents in. I was gonna say quick. Um, if you actually want to check it, I actually have a scar still from Brandon on my arm when he gashed me with a pen in class. FYI, post that on SeanTGreen.com. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll upload the photo and. Uh, oh yeah, can we can we get a picture up on this? Yeah, 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 yeah. dude. We'll be sure to yeah, post it. Actually, Green. from Zach's wedding, we have a a picture of uh match number two, the preview. Okay. He, he's a little bit. Yes, and then they eventually had a rematch at Zach's wedding where they fought it out. All right, now, well, we're going to get back to Steve. Steve, uh, now you're a gym teacher, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Back in the uh, same district where I graduated from, uh, what you call a townie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Steve, Steve, you've had an interesting journey. i got, I got to be honest. Couldn't you had an stuff. interesting journey. I remember we were talking about the eighth grade homeroom. Love and it. The Steve, Love it. Cunningham's clocks tick together, baby. Steve, uh, I knew back then, was a different guy. He was always down for the jokes. You've always had a great sense of humor. Always that. But it was a more shy, reserved Steve. Yeah, well. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, no, one, no one heard that. But, yeah, you don't have a uh, mic. Joe, Joe said uh, Steve was a straight-edge faggot. Steve. Growing up in high school, never drank, never smoked. No. He was kind of a, a more subdued guy. And then he he went to Penn State, Burks, started drinking, started started getting more loose. Can I correct loose. that? I, I went to Penn State Altoona. Oh, sorry. Penn State Altoona. I, wrong satellite campus. 
So he started having a good time. Then he eventually transferred to Penn State main campus, and that's where the parties really started. Steve has gone from a guy that was almost almost too shy to look a girl in the eye to what he's become now, which is a a well-built sexual machine. Steve, can you explain that process from kind of a shy guy in middle school and high school to now you are just you're the Jack Nicholson of the Lehigh Valley? Tell us what that's like. Tell us what it's like. You go out to every local bar and you say townie half has you know joking around. Every everyone in the world would be a townie if they were living the Steve life. Well. Steve has a job work. He's a gym teacher. Then all he does is hooks up with tons of chicks. He lives at home and he loves it. I was just saying, there's a crucial part. I live with my parents. Yeah, but dude, you. But no, no, that's the problem. Most people, most adults that are 26 years old would be like, I live with my parents, like as if it's a bad thing. Steve always brings it up with. At, like oh it's totally sweet I live with my parents yeah free rent <laughs> well, free you've, food you've free been to laundry. my house I mean I've got the bar in the basement I've got the pool in the backyard I mean what brought someone to come back to that place and hook up you get breakfast sounds, in the morning he sounds like Will Ferrell in uh, Wedding Crashers <laughs> and the morning call you either you know it's a nice setup Don't they do your laundry too? oh my god my mom does my laundry she cooks everything now Steve is that all right. I want my own ass though <laughs> now, now, Logan made a great analogy that you're like uh, Will Ferrell from Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Is that? Do you ever yell at mom? Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Do you ever, <laughs> now, do you ever? Um, is it ever a weird move when you explain, "Hey, come back to my place. I live at home still." Is that ever a, a deterrent? It doesn't seem like it from the numbers you're putting up. It doesn't right, well, seem like that's holding you back at all. All right. See, you clearly are not talking from yeah. experience because when I ask girl back, I don't include the parents part it's just you want to go back to my place right and usually the parents are asleep so when they walk in they're like oh my god they're like they're like, like whoa this guy's a mortgage like, wow, and a pool like, you live in this place they're like wow shit you know like you got a pool back there you got a bar you know you got a night you know they're like wow like this is a really nice place yeah but i sell it for the night and in the morning when they leave and they see my parents you know then they're like they, they start putting the puzzle together. I mean, it's like a four-piece puzzle. I'm talking like one of them, like, you know, for five minutes. It put, the puzzle goes in yeah. real quick. Yeah, Steve, I've seen some of uh, – I mean, uh, Steve's clearly batting 475. But oh, he's dude. RBIs. He's a Ted Williams of getting laid at Lehigh like Valley 37, bars. Uh, I, go mid-season. I go for slugging percentage. <laughs> On base percentage. Now, Steve, give us, a, give us kind of like a, a worst-case scenario where – what what's kind of your worst experience? You know, you thought it was great at the bar. You come back, oh my god, this, uh, you know, she's totally freaked out about the parents thing, well, or she realizes I'm a player. What's the worst case scenario you've had? Joe did mention a really interesting time. He mentioned St. Patrick's Day, but um, we're not talking about away from the home. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> no, girls. come on, all right. Joe mentioned St. Patrick's uh, Day. Let's gonna, get the story take a out. down that road. We're not we're not putting your last right. name out. You you feel free to right, speak right, your mind. Right. Well. I was up in I was up in uh, Scranton for St. Patrick's Day with some of my buddies. And, okay. Um, now, no, wait, just to make it clear, Scranton is in some party capital. This well, is just kind of a uh, <laughs> it's just kind of a coincidence. <laughs> just see that they you know. It's I close. know everyone's thinking at home yeah. like, oh my god, another see, it's another Scranton story. It's city. Nobody but, uh, parties. You know, like I was the just up there with some buddies <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, and you know, I was doing some hogging. And uh, <laughs> Steve's a feminist. That's got, what he was got into at. something that was a little bit big. Brought her back to the hotel and got in, got a little bit deep, got involved. And, I mean, <laughs> she might have been the biggest thing I've ever seen. Now, what are we looking at? Come on. Let, all right, uh, I'm tip just gonna, the scales. All right. Um, 
our favorite Baltimore Raven player, Tony Saragusa. <laughs> <laughs> she made it comparable to Tony Saragusa. <laughs> so you went big. on the same two seventy plus. And now, did she have the? Uh, <laughs> did she have the NFL insight that Tony Saragusa has? Or no? Nah, but um, I did have that thing that that like flap that hangs down. I had to lift that. Oh my oh. god! Undo her pants. Yes, I had to. Un- I had to lift that thing to undo her pants. But, but Steve, I mean, you have that Steve is to- just. I said I hit for um, uh, power numbers on base. I'm not right. You, you know. definitely hit for the cycle because I don't know what you classify that chick, but you definitely had some <laughs> you know, home runs of really good-looking chicks. Sean, so I Sean, feel like that bounces it Sean, up. Sean, if you want to step back a moment, if we're going to talk about moments like that, <laughs> can we go back to maybe New Year's Eve, maybe two years ago? Um, starters, Riverport. Uh, okay. No. Well, that was here, right? No, no. no uh, can, we we start started here, but Sean and I, we, we were like, we need to go out and get some babes. Yeah, I, and I, as I, I recall, we went down to Starters. And we, you know, we we found these two really nice ladies, and we just started talking yep. to them, and that's, we we convinced them to go downstairs, and we were playing some beer pong, and yep. Next thing you know, we're up in her apartment, and <laughs> Sean just fell in love with one no, of the girls. Well, <laughs> straight up dime piece. Uh, <laughs> you, there's no you sarcasm can, at all. You can sense that. the sarcasm in Steve's there's voice. There's no sarcasm. Anyway, I ended up. It was New Year's Eve. I was caught up with the, the spirit of the baby New Year and love, and was in the air. Obviously, you could tell that. Ain't and love. I and I ended up <laughs> I ended up hooking up with her, which apparently I was hooking up with her in her bedroom. And then Steve, there was like a glass door, and apparently Steve and a couple other guys. Yes, yep. I, I myself were and watching the broad it. that was her friend. We were watching, which I will accredit Sean with the my hookup because my broad was getting a little bit turned on. <laughs> watching that. Whoa. She's like, wow, look at that animalistic instinct. Maybe so, I could be a part of that. So I'm watching Sean do his thing, and all of a sudden I see her get flipped around, and he's doing the, he's doing the, you know, we don't know, we don't know. No. The rear, the rear, the rear entry. Oh. I just thought we were having, a, we were having, a, we were having a good time. I thought it was, I thought it was your typical doggy style rear entry. You know, a lot of guys do that. You know, you can still get into the the machine from the back. Did you know yep. they were watching? Day. No, no, Logan. I, I had no idea they were hooking up, and uh, no, no, he didn't. But the and next- you know, in in hindsight, well, whatever. It was. Uh, Are you trying to get away from the end of the story? Right. I, right there's <laughs> nothing left in this story. No, Zach, something. what's going on? <laughs> Zach, if I could stop you for a second. The whiskey might be getting to you over there. <laughs> so, anyways, he, he informs me of when he was playing in the backyard. No, no, no. Uh, you know, you know, I think we should yeah, finish this no, story. No, no, no. We, we, people, people. Uh, it. Finish right. it. Finish Logan, it. Logan, Logan, uh, Logan, keep it down. See, Steve can't hear you, but people get the idea. I, I made love to this woman out. on New Year's Eve, and it, it was a great time. Best one. fun was had by all. But I, I'll, I'll leave you with this: that her, uh, her, her hilarious statement that she texted me the next day was. I'm sorry, I'm not normally like that. Of course you're normally like that. She had everything set up, any kind of uh, things that would be necessary. She had lubricants and Rough Rider condoms next to the bed. So basically anything that was needed for that evening, she had ready to go. So it was hard to believe that this was her first time. Do you, do you have one of them polls on the website? Like, did Sean have ass sex or didn't he? Do you have one of those polls? Well, we'll, we'll leave it up to the listeners. They can uh, call in at 323-203-0815. Sometimes Feel free you, to give us a call at any point in the program. Logan, how you doing over there? Every the show's coming in, all right? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, uh, we were talking earlier uh, about Joe, 
and uh, how he used to mess with Joe. And uh, Zach, you were you were a part of a couple sessions that we messed with Joe. How would we kind of mess with Joe in high school? Uh, um, well, there were a couple of different ways. We actually messed with everyone, but one of the really good ways was um, we basically just uh, couldn't figure anything else to do, so we drove through his lawn. <laughs> right. Yeah. As it, it doesn't get much more simple than that, you know. You see, you like if I was a grown man, I saw a, a, like a 17-year-old kid driving through my lawn. I'd jump out of the house and beat the living shit out of him. But in high school, we thought like, hey, that's a great idea. Why don't we drive through more guys' lawns? Speaking of driving through lawns, um, I remember one time we were all hanging at Zach's house. Yep. And um, it was time to leave, and uh, Sean, <laughs> he actually he hopped in his. What was that like a ninety six ninety five neon. neon? Oh, that leaked oil like yeah. Lowrider. That, right. that thing leaked oil like Those a champ. Shots. I mean, he was putting was a, like a cord in there every hour. BP had nothing on my ninety five <laughs> neon. I was like, <laughs> that thing just gushed oil to the point that I didn't have to get oil changes. I just kept a a box of <laughs> the, of like a sixteen count case, of yeah. quarts of oil. The, the in gas my mileage trunk. was good, but the oil mileage was terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> it was like forty five dollars a case. <laughs> right. I, well, I got the generic AutoZone ten W. 30. But we stray from we stray here. But uh, on that particular night when uh, everyone was leaving, Sean, being the funny guy, thought that it was really great. He thought he was just he thought he was at Joe's house. He decided he was going to take his neon for a little donut session in Zach's neighbor's yard. So he's spinning those tires. I mean, we got grass and mud flying. Next thing you know, screen door flies open. <laughs> this guy comes running out in like Fruit of the Loom tidy whitey, <laughs> yeah. like shaking up. It's almost like, like a scene yeah. out of uh, you played Paperboy the video game. Like it's almost a scene out of Paperboy where the guy storms out. Where you're trying to like you know deliver stuff, and he storms out, and he's like shaking his fist at you because you're throwing papers through his window. But instead, <laughs> it's me driving my '95 Neon through his newly sodded lawn and being a complete yeah. asshole. The best part was is when you. There was a stop sign in the edge of the lawn, so he he was totally in the guy's grass. Stopped at the stop sign, <laughs> looked both ways, and then made a right. And the See? guy was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> My dad would be happy. Safety is always first. Sure, I'm down for a practical joke. I'll totally tear up your newly sodded lawn. Yeah. But as I'm pulling out of you, like literally, I was in the guy's lawn, stopped at the stop sign, which in hindsight probably didn't need to do. Like, if you're gonna drive through a guy's lawn, may as well blow through the stop sign as well. GTS, jet the scene. <laughs> That guy was basically like, he said to me, the first thing he said to me, he ran over, threw his cigarette at me, and then he yelled, are you kidding me? But that wasn't it. A couple of my other friends actually at that same time also drove through his life. Right. They were kind of leaders. I was kind of the guy trailing the scene. Yeah. I, got, the I was the one who had my license plate written down, and then <laughs> and then my mom had to go, my mom had to talk to me in this confused voice. Have you been driving through people's lawns? Like almost like someone oh, someone had to fabricate this. My son, who's a decent human being, isn't just driving through lawns. I I mean, I know he's not the best driver, but we told him streets only. Oh no, somehow I was like, Oh, lawns, they're a great place to drive through. That and then another memory of Sure. Well, real quick, what the uh, the end of the story was I got caught. They luckily they pressed no charges. What we did have to do is, I, well, what I had to do was write an apology letter and buy the guy a bag of grass seed. Which, in hindsight, I would love to read that apology letter now, because it must have just been like, uh, "Dear sir, sorry for being a jerk off and driving through your lawn." Love, Sean. Like I don't know, I don't know what kind of letter I wrote to this guy to try to apologize. Wasn't I was the guy wasted when you guys showed up too. Yeah, probably. I mean, was he in his underwear? 
Um, I don't no, remember, but the story will say yes. So <laughs> what were you getting at? C- well, do you remember how we used to uh, we get that like lunch break at Freedom, and we used to go to you know Courtney's mom's house for lunch, right? And uh, it was really short if we went through Our Lady parking lot. Yes. Oh, you uh, drive remember you drove the parking lot? You drove over those road cones, and yes. you had the road cones dragging out of the neon, and that guy followed us <laughs> all the way from Our Lady to Courtney's mom's house. Yeah. And he was, like, yelling out the window, I'm going to write your license down, you're going to get it. Yeah, so what happened was uh, – <laughs> Basically, we got a, a set 45 minutes to go to lunch. And so the uh, as seniors, you were allowed to go out for lunch. So it's like, all right, let's go to Ever's house is closest. We'll have lunch there. And Steve was dating this go- his girl, Courtney, who her mom was nice enough that actually made all of uh, Steve's friends lunch. So we had a shortcut right through the parking lot. But they would put up cones because they didn't want you to drive through there. And like Steve said, I just plowed through a cone and dragged it the entire way. It was like a three-mile drive. <laughs> I was just a man on a mission. I wanted a chicken salad sandwich. I didn't care if a road cone. It wasn't going to stop me. Yeah. But Steve, oh, sorry, what were you going to do? I was going to say, I wonder if people listening to this are like, oh, man, yeah, the guys on the green room, they're hilarious. All they did in high school was get drunk and drive through people's lawns. <laughs> they probably think, they not probably true. think we're like it's not true. Like we also threw things through windows. All time. Just so you guys know, we don't live in the trailer park. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not complete hillbillies. Yeah, we just got old dudes to buy us beer, and we drove through people's lawns. Yeah, sometimes you got to drive through a guy's lawn. Hey, I feel like we got on like a little bit of a tangent. We were, were we really talking about Joe Martino and picking on him because right. We did get I, to that. I know a thing about picking on him. Yeah. Now, how did you, Steve? If you guys didn't get the if you guys didn't get the essence of Steve yet, uh, basically here's here's what happened. When we all saw Columbine and we saw what was going on, the first thing that went in everyone's head was, "Oh my God! If that ever happens at our high school, Steve's the guy." I was like, a little bit nervous. <laughs> Steve was literally probably the biggest bully in our entire high school, to the point that Steve described some of your quote unquote pranks that you had on other people. I mean, if you're talking about Joe Martino pranks, I mean, there was there was the uh, one time where we were at the the Cup, which is where we used to hang out after uh, I'm gonna get back after football games. Okay, the Cup is the ice cream place where yeah. we used to hang out. But um, you know, there's little Joe Martino, you know, a little tiny soccer player, maybe goes about 110 pounds. And there's <laughs> me. In high school, I was 135. And my little guy, little guy, just a wee right. little guy. Five five. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm a little bit larger, <clears throat> going about 260, 265, <laughs> and. Uh, I'm seeing Joe, and I have about a quart of milk in me because remember I didn't drink. But uh, I, I yeah, see what see what high on calcium in school. Real ripped on that shit. But I wanted to show everyone Joe's webbed toes. Joe has webbed toes. Oh, uh, that's I, another I, thing we have. We got to so, not all of them are wet. But uh, my, my high school <laughs> biology teacher did tell me though that if the school ever was flooded or the earth, that I could breathe underwater. Uh, okay, Kevin Costner. Calm down, water world. The way I could breathe in water, and you'd all. Calm down, water world. No, this isn't. Yeah, this isn't water. Calm down, Kevin Costner. But uh, anyways, so uh, I wanted to show everybody Joe's toes, and Joe put up such a resistance. I finally ripped his feet, his shoes off his feet, and then I decided. For his resistance, he was going to get thrown in the trash can. <laughs> so I threw him in the dumpster. Steve is a tough but fair judge. <laughs> he, he resisted, resisted arrest. You know, he, he got prosecuted. So upon throwing him into that dumpster, I I broke his watch, and I felt bad a little bit, but. 
He dealt with it. One time I had Milano cookies. Oh, I, I remember was that time. My bike. You were sticks. I stuck right, sticks in his spokes into my wheels to break my wheels. So it's clearly, clearly, you guys have some. Uh, well, the funny thing some is, past, we, some past differences. We lived together for more than anyone in college. We lived together for for three years, and I always told Steve he was lucky I never slit his throat when we slept. <laughs> Better um, not saying bad. So but. you're threatening violence on? No, but I mean, he'd be, he'd be the first to go. I mean, even though we're good friends now, I, right? It's, still, it's basically Steve a was a bully, and a lot of people had it out for him. Steve is the type of bully that he would bully any type of guys, popular kids, non-popular kids, even you know, popular kids who were good students that we were friends with, guys like Clint. Uh, our guy, our friend Clint, was also straight edge in high school. He, he joined Steve in that pledge. Uh, very straight laced dude. Not nice guy, but uh, the the squarest dude you've ever met. In that he's just so straight, and we always used to gut bustingly laugh when he would rap the DMX because he's the antithesis of DMX. <laughs> and uh, he's a, he's a great guy, but you know, total straight edge dude. And now Steve, you're talking about a time where you really kind of gave it to him good and kind of uh, kind of embarrassed him in the classroom. What was that like? Well, <clears throat> me and. Uh, <clears throat> Billy Roosh, we had a uh, speech speech class together, and um, our particular teacher loved loved Clint, and uh, she worshipped him. And, okay, so real quick, just, it's crazy. Uh, sorry. Well, bottom line of the story was I I gave this whole speech. I don't remember the whole speech, but uh, the bottom line was uh, at the end of my speech I said, well, the whole point of my speech was Clint's a pussy. <laughs> The, the, the real quick synopsis of the speech was that Steve and Bill went throwing rocks at ducks, at baby ducks, and trying to murder them. And Clint, Clint decided that was an immoral thing to do. So Steve wrote a poem about how, how him and Bill were awesome and that Clint was a huge pussy. <laughs> You summed but, it up. I couldn't have said it better myself. I tried to. I tried to save myself there, but yes, you were right. No problem. And you know who's not a huge pussy? Logan. He did a great job holding down the fort in uh, <laughs> Los Angeles for me. My man Zach, uh, co-host in there, helping me get through this. Thank my you. buddy Steve and my buddy Joe. Thanks yo, for coming yo, on the program. Stick together. Logan, uh, why don't you wrap it up with a haiku? Let's do it. Sean Green. Skyping in. Pennsylvania mania. They drove through a lawn. <laughs> All right. Great times, everyone. Uh, make sure you tune in next week. And also, real quick, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv July 10th, Saturday night, 10 o'clock. So make sure you check that out. Logan, wrap it up. Let's do it. The Green Room was brought to you today by Amazon, as well as LegalZoom.com. Go to LegalZoom.com and put the Green Room <laughs> code G-R-E-E-N to get the Green Room discount. Don't have my script today, so that's what you get. Check me out at DocumentaryLabel.com. <laughs> what do you see?